Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of a rainbow. The rap music plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. Following up on that early watershed project for an artist, the project that really put you on the map and garnered mass acclaim is definitely not an easy feat to follow. Not only does this new fan base have super high expectations for what you do next, but when that watershed project is very early on in your career especially, it can be even harder. Because your audience at this point still doesn't necessarily have a strong loyalty to you as an artist, and instead may just really like that particular album you previously dropped. Therefore, experimenting with new sounds and generally switching up your style in any significant way can very easily turn people off. Add on to the fact that you may be early on in your artistic development, you may experience some growing pains on your next projects. But audiences can be fickle if you don't have the cachet and, for the lack of a better word, brand equity. So when Luca decided to bring the kicks and the snares back, as he detailed in our previous interview on episode 49 of this show, and drop his latest project, Why Look Up, Gods in the Mirror, it was a riskier feat than you may think on first glance. Memphis rapper, friend of the show, who came on for a really interesting interview back in April, has dropped his second full-length album of this year, and I'm here to discuss how well he followed up his absolutely excellent previous record, When the Black Hand Touches You, and see if it holds up. It would have been easy for Luca to just rest on his laurels after a very successful When the Black Hand Touches You and just make another version of that. But this isn't When the Black Hand Touches You Part 2 or Chicken Wire 2 for that matter. If the Black Hand sounded like soul food, Well, Why Look Up sounds like the literal absence of food, because on this album, there is nothing but pure hunger. Unlike the more wide-spanning subject matter on Black Hand that spoke from a more contemplative and reflective perspective scene, Luca tried to transfer some life lessons he's learned towards his son and just kind of generally people that grew up like him. The lyricism on Why Look Up is more laser-focused to specific moments, putting you in the heat of the action of some really dark and trying situations. It all creates this visceral, hair-raising experience that is downright intoxicating. On Why Look Up, there is a deep-rooted frustration and aggression, seeing Luca give us a direct look into the internal struggles he faced to do right by his family by doing whatever he needed to do to provide and survive no matter the consequence what i think 
differentiates Luca though from most other rappers is that although this kind of lyrical lens and precarious situation has been explored many times before in hip-hop Luca makes it abundantly clear that he values family and values being a person that can look in the mirror and be proud of what he sees which is why the struggles he depicts on this album hit hard because you know that he really truly cares about who he is as a man and what he stands for it's not just lip service to make an album you know he really means that this approach luca took also allowed him to dig into one of his best traits and that is storytelling and scene setting as a skilled lyricist who knows the right details to add into the lyrics to really communicate a message Luca has incredible tracks all over this album like Glass Houses that does a great job of painting a picture of where he grew up, the challenges people in his place face in a really nicely vivid way. The Way to Damascus is another absolute highlight where Luca details a lot of the systemic issues afflicting his community and the destruction it causes followed by painting a really stark and sad picture of how it felt living personally in these conditions. It features a beautifully mournful beat by Walls and then transitions to this absolutely desolate, skeletal, soulless by design beat where it sounds like there's absolutely zero light or hope within it. After this beat switch, Luca paints one of his most vivid and, and really dark stories here, highlighting the life and death stakes he was moving in back in the day and how he learned from his uncle throughout it all. It, again, makes you really at the edge of your seat to follow each and every last word that Luke is describing and really makes you feel the weight of each and every move and decision that he made. The Conflict was another track that showcases the brutal stakes and again with a great dark beat it just was a really strong track. I really can't stress it enough just how dark this album feels generally. And that leads us to the production for this album which was handled solely by Walls except for a few co-production credits from SB11 and overall the sound of this album really set the tone. The extremely cold atmosphere and ultra compressed and mechanical drums from Walls was the aspect of this album that took me the longest to love. But over time I really appreciated how the instrumentals created such a uniquely desolate atmosphere. You know it would have been very simple and straightforward for Luca to just continue this sound that is very familial with artists like Rock Marciano and Griselda and continue with that sample-heavy sound that is thriving right now. Instead, this production is a bold change of pace, because believe it or not, bringing the kicks and drums back is actually not in fashion right now. But above all, Walls achieved the most important thing when working with an MC of this caliber, and that is that he created beats that complemented the rapper. An art that I find is sometimes lost amongst the beat-centric rap that we get nowadays. Because Luca sounds like an absolute monster on these instrumentals. And these beats give the space needed for Luca to just go insane. 
You know that feeling when you hear an MC just obliterate a boom bap beat? A beat that isn't necessarily the star of the show, unlike how it more often than not is these days, where the pairing of the beat and MC is just such a great fit, and it just gets your face instantly screwing because of how ill it all sounds? Well, that's the feeling I get from basically this entire album. I really like how Walls brought Luca a boom bap type sound, but kept it feeling very 2021. Since the minimalism Walls works with and achieves on this album feels very modern. The subtle atmospheric touches on the Siege are fantastic. And again, feature these really cold drums that are a really consistent presence all over this album that I really grew to like. And similarly, on that final epic of a nine-minute track we get at the end of this album with many beat switches, the ability to make that track's tone make sense, even though there are more bright, soulful beats and moodier and dark sample-based beats on this same track, it was really impressive that they were able to make this song sound so triumphant, reflective, and soulful while still making it not stick out really weirdly amidst the rest of this album. It's surely a change of pace, but it kind of flowed, especially with the colored one being a kind of similarly brighter track that was the track right before the closing track. So I really liked how they put that all together. So I said the same with When the Black Hand Touches You, but this is the purest display of rapping ability you can find this year. And from a technical ability standpoint, I think this specific album is even more impressive than When the Black Hand Touches You. Because yeah, it has the thoughtful subject matter and wordplay that again, the way Luca knows how to communicate in song form is fantastic to really emotionally resonate with the listener. But just on a flow perspective, from a wordplay perspective, this album is insane. The drum-heavy production, too, this time around, allows Luca to flex this relentless flow that I don't think he was able to do to the same degree on Black Hand. Tracks like Scene, S-E-I-N-E, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, makes this rapping thing just sound too easy for Luca, honestly. Like, he's just playing with words like they're toys. And his flow on this is really cocky and, and catchy. I really like it. I think no better track, though, shows how invigoratingly entertaining this album can really be than Bodies in Freezer. Absolute song of the year candidate. This song is fucking insane. It, it starts off with this great hook and then a ferocious feature by St. Quartz that kicks this track off amazingly. And then in an attempt to not get washed on his own shit, Luca catches the pocket on this beat and just goes like ballistic, goes ballistic. This could be the best display of rapping from a flow perspective that Luca's ever done. And just like he has already shown the ability to in the past, Luca's ability to enunciate the right words on this song specifically, I really noticed it 
because the way he put the words together and kind of like added different inflections and different kind of like rhythms within the verse, within this same verse, is just astounding. It's just elite level rapping. On the topic of features now, Bodies in Freezer wasn't the only track to feature some really great features. Ermine atop a really strange beat that got this like woozy sample going on in the background that I really liked. It saw SD Knack deliver a really solid feature. Stigmata featured another great feature from Boldy James, just seeing him continue on his great run. I love that fell asleep smoking weed coating in my ocean spray line. It was just really funny and clever. But in all of these cases, and with all due respect to these really great guests, Luca absolutely washes them. I'm sorry. He absolutely washes them. Especially on Stigmata, as Luca just ravages that track with an insatiable hunger that propels that verse. It's, it's absolutely great. And finally, on the closer, with a huge guest contribution from Cities of Eve, is the last and most notable feature on this entire album. The closer to this album is notable for multiple reasons. It's nine minutes long, sees Luca and Cities trade multiple verses back and forth, but most importantly, it sees them deliver lyrics that are more reflective in contrast with the rest of this album, which really rounds off this project and caps it all off and sums it all off in a really great way as it puts the previous narratives detailed on this album into perspective. It's parts celebratory, triumphant, but above all, it summarizes this album's ideas of empowerment up really well. The ending of the second last verse from Luca, in particular, not only has some great wordplay, but it's a really important passage where he describes how all of the work he put in will position his family to live comfortably and therefore will in essence be worth it for when he inevitably gets what he deserves. And I really want to key in on that gets what he deserves part of this song because it's these types of lines that on its face may not sound so profound, but they really are. Because in reality, what Luca is saying is quite complex. It's, it's frank, it's blunt, it's honest, where Luca is basically not shying away from his past, acknowledging and embracing in the, the facts and flaws within all of that. But he knows at his core, he did what he had to do, and he knows in his heart he's a good man. And that he successfully took life into his own hands, which I think goes to that title of this album, which is Why Look Up, God's in the Mirror. It's, it's that idea that God is within all of us. And he really took that power into his own hands, overcame his situation. It's inspiring, but again, that gets what he deserves part doesn't whitewash, I guess I can say, what has happened in his life. He's instead actually illustrating the totality of it all, which is human beings are complex and live complex lives. We're not all good. We're not all bad. We're, we're a mix of all this stuff, you know? And I just think it, it makes everything Lucas says 
that much more powerful and meaningful when he can look in the mirror and tell you and be honest with exactly who he is and what he stands for. Simply put, he did it all for his family, and I can just really respect that, plain and simple. This track, Immaculate Conception, I know I'm spending a ton of time on it, but it's literally like a, like a fifth of the album. It's almost 10 minutes long. It also showcases the chemistry between Luca and Cities of Eve that he explained to me in our interview earlier this year. You know what I mean? A lot of people look at us and be like, yo, how do y'all coexist? I'm like, I mean, we be the same person just from two different backgrounds. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you listen to a lot of the shit that Gavin says, I say the exact same thing just in a more way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Gavin, Gavin is more like introspective. I'm introspective as well, but he's more like, I can't describe that guy's style, but I know it when I hear it, you know what I mean? And me and him, we sit up and rap all the time. We just be like, yo, I feel the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just yeah. say it differently. He say it differently. That's all. Yeah, I feel like he speaks in like, he gives you moods and, and aesthetically it's different, but the, the end message is very, like, they're very connected and like part of the exactly. same world. Yeah, exactly. You can hear in this clip how Luca and Cities have this symbiotic relationship where they share a common worldview and simply attack it from different angles and with different energies. It makes for magic when they collaborate together and this track is, I think, easily the best thing they've, they've made together. It was the best ending to this album I could have imagined. So. A really, really powerful closer. The only nitpicks I have about this album is that the relationship jam track nine, although placed in an appropriate spot in the track list, I felt like it made sense there. It kind of played this transitional kind of piece on the album as it then went to the more somewhat soulful and softer way to Damascus right after. I think it made sense and also fit in uh, lyrically with some of the lines related to women in pregnancy that proceeded on the track prior. I just think it went on too long. The hook was actually actually pretty good. I think Luca did a good job on the track, but it just seemed to drag on for like a minute or two too long. I didn't I didn't think it was all that necessary as it didn't really push the narrative too much ahead in my opinion. On the topic of hooks, although Luca certainly doesn't include a lot of these on the album, he really shows that he does have that capability to make songs that have a strong chorus element. I absolutely loved the hook on Ermine. It was super catchy and, and uh, just, just had a lot of personality to it. And I really, really loved, as I already mentioned, the hook on Bodies in Freezer that was just crazy dope. I think Luca could try to explore that a bit more and it could potentially add a new dimension and a new flavor to his music that I think could be really dope because he's shown that he has the chops to do so on this record. But moving back to another minor gripe I had on this album, I also think that the tracks towards the end, particularly Meditate and Grave and Agony in the Garden, just didn't feel super essential to the album unlike every other track prior. 
the luncheon and the grass, the relationship jam notwithstanding. And especially since the album is very similar in tone and in sound, I think these could have been reworked or trimmed to hit a bit harder or just been removed because they don't add any necessarily new elements or different angles to the themes in a significant way, in my opinion, and I just didn't love the beats on them either. It was kind of my least favorite songs on the album. Other than that, my last comment is just a general kind of piece of commentary that I did miss some of the Southern soul of Luca's last album and the gritty roughness of the samples on Chicken Wire. But that being said, I'm not really sure how these sounds could have necessarily been weaved in to this album without disrupting the flow and cohesiveness of this album, which was a certain plus with Why Look Up. So overall, I don't think these sounds would have fit necessarily either way, but instead maybe some more variety could have been achieved if the section of the last two tracks of this album were extended and bolstered with additional tracks that kind of were a bit more bright and a bit more soulful like colored one and immaculate conception could have been like a pseudo side b to this album that maybe could have been a nice way to end this album a nice different wrinkle but these are just some minor tweaks overall because i am just so highly impressed with this album and it should 100% solidify Luca as an elite MC if his previous album didn't already do this for you. He followed up When the Black Hand with another stellar project that I can't say I like more or less than When the Black Hand just yet, even though I've actually was able to and lucky enough to have this album since uh, midsummer, I still need more time with it because both those albums are amazing. Why Look Up, Gods in the Mirror, is so invigoratingly energetic, dark, captivating, and just displays some really, really great lyricism and some really great production as well. So I give Luca's Why Look Up, Gods in the Mirror a mid eight on 10. So this concludes today's episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some fresh new perspectives on the latest rap releases, as well as a recommendation for the next great rap record to add to your collection. If you're an artist looking to level up your career, getting more gigs, album sales, merch sales, whatever it may be, I would love to help you with that by providing you artist development and writing services. So if you're interested, contact me via email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com or hit me up via Twitter or Instagram at Rap Music Plug Pod. I would be honored to lend my expertise and help you grow your career as an artist. And also for regular rap fans that just want to hear more quality commentary on the genre, follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. For exclusive content and updates related to the show, follow the Rap Music Plug podcast on Facebook to help the show grow and ensure that Everyone's listening to the best rap music at all times. Follow the show on the podcast platform of your choice. Make sure you leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts so that the show can be spotlighted by that wonderful algorithm and be exposed to more people. 
you can find all of this information along with exclusive playlists created by myself by clicking the link that's in the episode's notes. So that's all for today. Talk to you soon. Peace.